0: Welcome to Bottle Talk with Rick and Paul. I'm Rick Cushman.
1: And I'm Paul Wagner.
0: So, Paul, you know why our partnership on this podcast has been so great for five seasons?
1: I'm not sure I know that it has been great, Rick. It's because we both drink wine. Well, it is a podcast about wine, Rick, so it's appropriate that we drink wine, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's a study that says couples who drink together are more likely to be happy, Paul. Okay, Rick. (laughs) We are not a couple. Well, yeah, maybe. Um... Don't tell me you've got more studies. Indeed, I do. My mission is to make you happy,
1: Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so far, you're not successful. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: it's always good to see a smile.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, uh, Devin, I'd like a glass
0: of wine, please. <laughs> uh, we also have a study that says touching something else affects how wine tastes. Plus, listeners ask about uh, those big displays of wine in supermarkets, what the deal is with the Napa Ag Preserve, and hmm. whether restaurants want us to order a glass or a whole bottle, which is a really good question, and plus our horrible wine writing goes uh, goes well with the lamb chop.
1: Actually, you, you mean you mean the the puppet
0: uh, lamb <laughs> chop? Actually, I think that needs uh, that goes with uh, milk chocolate. Milk I don't chocolate, know the perfect right. pairing with that puppet. <laughs> um, and then, of course, as usual, we will be making fun of wine snobs. Yep. And by the way, uh, if anybody doesn't know, we are still on Capital Public Radio's podcast lineup. That's uh, Sacramento's NPR station, Paul.
1: And actually, we are in their list of recommended podcasts right up there with some of the big names that are internationally famous. Yes. Just like us. Heart, <laughs> just like us. Yes. Exactly. We, we're, yeah, we're not even, we're,
0: my, my aspiration is to, even to make it to internationally infamous, but that's a whole different thing. And, you know, we're also on Napa Broadcasting. That's right. And you, you are famous there because you teach there.
1: Out of Napa College. And, yep. and you'd think they'd know better, but what can we do? No. Well, you were just telling me you're teaching
0: four classes this year. You would, they have, they have just run out of resources, they, haven't they? They are scraping the
1: bottom of the barrel. <laughs> All
0: right, um, and of course, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, at Paul and Rick and Paul wines. I'm sorry, Rick, got, and I, Wine. it's Rick and Paul wines, Rick and Paul wines. And uh, you yes. can go there to ask your name. Sebastian. Does go first, right? Well, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's the more melodic of the two. <laughs> um, actually, see. it's the K letter. You know, they say K letters <laughs> are, make words funny. That's why. That's why I'm the funny one. You're Paul. the
1: funny one. Yes, <laughs> and the a cute K. one too. But that's <laughs>
0: all right. All right. Before we get to that happy couple thing, um, let's start with a study from researchers at Oxford University published in the International Journal of Gastronomy and Food Science.
1: Cool. Another one of your reading? Yes. um, It
0: it just puts me right to sleep because it's just so well written. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Exactly. And what it says is that when you touch something, like with your hand, it can actually affect how
1: wine tastes. You mean like a downed power line?
0: That would certainly that it, it would makes the, makes the wine electrifying, you know. <laughs> um, you know and, and but actually, you know, we've seen these other stories uh, about uh, other seemingly irrelevant things like the color of the room, music, and, and music, yeah, for yep. sure,
1: all sorts of things. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so um, you know,
1: even a podcast partner can make your wine taste worse, bitter. I'm told. I, I, I know that for a fact, <laughs> <laughs> bitter. You know, and and they've actually done the
0: same thing with food. In fact, there was this one tested. It was like. Uh, uh, biscuits from a, a rough-edged bowl made them taste crunchier. Okay, don't know why. So, so, so when I
1: podcasts from a podcast partner with no hair would make the podcast seem very smooth and shiny.
0: Well, w- you're going to hear this, and you're going to know what to do. Those of you <laughs> okay. out there listening to us, we're, we're going to make, make this all better. Excellent. So, uh, so these researchers, and I love this. They um, they went to Barcelona. To do a pre-test, and then they did it themselves. And both tests fundamentally did this, is which—that in the main test, what they did was they laid out—they uh, had two different glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. And on one one case, they would taste one wine with their hand on sandpaper. Okay. And then on the other test, they had their hand on velvet. Okay. They did this in one case where they were on each end of the table, and they would taste the wine and walk over. And then on another one, they would sit there, and they're right
1: in front of them. Same
0: thing. though. They hand. weren't
1: sitting on the sandpaper. Though. They were not sitting on. The that counter. would have been that would have been an interesting way to do. Yes. This test. Okay. Yes. A, a
0: little rough. Sit
1: on a bed of nails and yes. tell me what you think this wine um, tastes like.
0: And as it turned out, in in uh, like in both cases, the wine had a little bit of sweetness in them. One one was a okay. more of a dessert wine. One was a, a, a Chardonnay with a little bit of sugar. Yeah. And in both cases. Um, the, uh, the, they they rated the wine um, a little bit sweeter uh-huh. uh, with them with are touching the velvet. Okay. And they also said that it smelled significantly fruitier. We should get some velvet and, in here, right? And it rated better. Yes. Well, it would make us sweeter.
1: Well, and smell better. Yeah.
0: So, so that's your key, is, is to drink wine, touch velvet.
1: Are you going to start wearing velvet all the time? Listen to
0: podcasts. I, I, you can't tell what I'm wearing right now underneath those jeans, I don't you? want to know. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. So there, there's your answer. This is your way to survive p- bottle talk with Rick and Paul. Put it's your the, hand on some velvet.
1: Put your hand on some velvet and feel the vibrations of the Lord coming yes. through to you.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. So now for the happy drinking couples. So new research published by the University of Michigan says married couples where both spouses drink tend to be much happier.
1: Reminds me of that wonderful line from Humphrey Bogart who said, the problem with this world is everybody's a couple of drinks behind. Yes. And maybe the couples who have a drink aren't. Behind.
0: Well, in this case, they actually, it was a pretty pretty large you know, study. And I think what they did was they, they, it was more of those longitudinal studies where they, you know, people already together, but t- right. more than 2,700 couples together for an average of 33 years. Ooh. Um, And that the satisfaction level of the relationship if both partners drank in the first place was much higher. If neither drank, they were okay, but still less happy, less satisfied. And if one partner drank, not excessively, not that, but the and the other didn't, they were the least happy. And it was at its worst when the woman drank and the man didn't. And the woman became more and more dissatisfied with those relationships over time, which is why I drink with my wife. We have because, a glass of wine together. girls
1: just want to have fun. Well,
0: I just don't want Deborah to actually take a good little solid look at
1: me. That's right. You don't want her to sober up. No. Because, no. yeah, that would be bad. I think I'd be in trouble. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <It's all right.
0: laughs> I love this. This is the lead author who studies relationships across adulthood. And she told right. Reuters, she said, we're not suggesting that people should drink more to fix a marriage. <laughs> and uh, she said they aren't aren't even sure why they got these results. Their best guess is that couples who do leisure activities together tend to be happier.
1: The couple that drinks together is happy. Yeah.
0: Um, And that's advice I've given. You know, people aren't getting along. I say, you know, take a couple of shots.
1: Take a couple of glasses of wine and relax. Okay. And I think uh, when you drink,
0: uh, drink a glass of wine along with listening to us— and have your hand on velvet.
1: On velvet. <laughs> we'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> and, will... and should we share a couple of questions? While we... Well, this is
0: especially when they should do that. So, so,
1: <laughs> okay. So let's, uh, let's— Do you want to give them a couple minutes to go grab yeah, the velvet? Go get,
0: and... <laughs> go get some wine. Or you can put us on pause. Go get some wine. <laughs> uh, put some velvet, and you'll think our questions, are our answers are brilliant.
1: Our sweet. Our sweet, yes.
0: All right. And by the way, um, if you'd like to ask us a question, the place to go is rickandpaulwine.com or those uh, social feeds that we just talked to you about at rickandpaulwine.com wind up. Just Rick and Paul Wine, I'm sorry. And yeah. don't forget, look for us on iTunes. Feel free to review us on iTunes, by the way.
1: But please... please don't be honest. Ha- please put your hand on Velvet yes. before you yes. fill, out, fill out any reviews. Yes, I
0: was going to say drink like a fish first. But, <laughs> uh, and, you know, just come up with some... Make up, make up some good words. Throw them in there. There you go. Don't tell us what you really think. All right, question number one comes from Andy in Calistoga. Okay. And Andy is new to Calistoga. In fact, he's apparently new to the area because he says, I'm new to the area. And I've been hearing about this being... An anniversary of a Napa Ag Preserve. Uh, what does yeah. that mean? Is it a big deal or
1: a marketing thing? And and we should point out, Calistoga is in the Napa Valley. Yes, the so, Napa Valley. My so he's talking town about Valley, the Agricultural Preserve, which is celebrating 50 years this year. And it's a pretty monumental thing. It's a huge thing yeah. because what it is is the entire population of Napa uh, ultimately voted the council approved it, the supervisors approved it rather, and the the voters approved it. And it protects all of the unincorporated land in Napa County from becoming developed. So the concern was that people would start building houses everywhere and we would lose those precious vineyards. And as a result of the Ag Preserve, we are proud to say that Napa is still enormously focused on agriculture. It's still only about 11 percent of the land in Napa County is vineyard, but that is all protected and cannot be turned into other things. Yeah. That is, uh, by
0: the way, that, it is more than 11 percent in the actual valley, but we're talking about sure. The entire county. sure. Um, but it is this 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 actually applies to the entire county. And so right. without getting into the weeds, inside the act the cities in the county of Napa, you're it this doesn't apply. It's for right. outside of the cities. Right. And you know, anybody who's been around open country that's a great, beautiful spot, like Napa Valley certainly is, like yep. all of Napa is. Yep. Um, you know, there's there is pressure for people to build houses. People want to live there, why wouldn't they? It's beautiful. Yep. Yep. But the reason yep. you know, it's one of those things where the reason why people want to live there is because there's vineyards. Because there's all
1: those vineyards. I, <laughs> and if you tear the vineyards out to build houses yeah. you and of course we know there are areas in the Bay Area Walnut Creek used to be all walnut orchards right. so Napa has, S- has really silicon led Valley the nation
0: to, Silicon Valley used to be all silicon trees yes,
1: yes it did but yes happened. Uh, uh, but Napa has really led the nation in this concept it's the yes. first agricultural preserve in the western hemisphere maybe in the world and it's and, and there
0: still aren't many that are that have this kind of clout and, and protection and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it, you know it is. Um, it's a in Napa and in other wine regions where this sort of thing. But in Napa, it's it's always a matter of discussion. You know, there's there's you know, and Napa of course has its, its even stronger. Uh, preservation and environmental battles that go on and some and some forces at work but fundamentally this set the tone for something for 50 years and that's yeah, pretty 50 impressive years.
1: and 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 it has been continually renewed by voters yeah so it's not like it happened once and it, and yeah it's it's continually something important to people yeah. in Napa
0: yeah so and if you if you ever hear of it sounding like a marketed thing marketing thing it sort of is in that it's something to market but it's a very, very real thing.
1: Yeah, it's a very real and, and yeah. important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, qu- another question. This is from Latanya in Walnut Creek. You know that the creeks there all used to have walnuts.
1: Yes, but it turns out that there are no more walnut trees in Walnut Creek, so I'm that's not a sure little sad.
0: Creeks left either. Uh, all right, so she says, uh, why are there big displays of wine all over every super- supermarket I go into? Are, are they the cheap stuff? Do stores
1: make more money off of those? No, and, and the answer is no, they're not all the cheap stuff, and no, the stores don't necessarily make money off of those, but there's a really fascinating statistic that supermarket shoppers who buy wine buy up to twice as much as supermarket shoppers who don't buy wine, and Tri- it's not all wine. Twice as much
0: other stuff. Twice yes. as much yes.
1: stuff. Yes. So the theory is that if they decide to buy wine, they're probably then thinking about a larger event where they're going to have more guests over and all the rest. But that's one of the reasons that supermarkets promote wine is that it helps them sell everything in the whole store.
0: Yeah, and and often those are um, there's you know they will actually you won't notice it, but all of the wines in that collection may come from the same. Uh, company or the same distributor, they're actually they they're, may and they may, but not always. But the other thing they often are is their the wines are related to wherever they are. So like the wines over in the poultry section, you know, will be good with chicken. The wines over, right. you know, they're they and they're and they're seasonal and yep. they, they're making real suggestions. This isn't it isn't just fake stuff. Those are right. those are not the cheap
1: wines or the most expensive. So here's either. what I'm thinking, Rick, is why shouldn't we ask people like a fabric store to open a wine? Department in the fabric store over by the velvet. There you go. And then we could sell a lot of wine. Or, or maybe the supermarkets could just hang
0: velvet around them, and <laughs> and uh, and you can you can rub your little hand on velvet. Rub
1: your little hand on velvet yeah. and buy whatever you want. Yeah.
0: But but those are what those are, and, and they may may be on sale. One of the things actually, Latanya, to be aware of though, they're not they're not always on sale. Right, just because they're stacked like that, right? They they may just be that the,
1: they decided these are wines they want to promote. Uh, yeah, or they somebody gave them a really nice display yeah. so that they're stacked because they look good in the display.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's the the winery is actually you know is paying for the discount uh, if there is a sale. Yeah, that's actually illegal, Rick. Uh, they cover the discount.
1: Mm, that's illegal.
0: Well, they, they they're legally
1: doing. <laughs> you know, they can't they can't give them things of value, but um, they can't give them things of value. That's they right. lower the
0: price is what they do actually.
1: Well, yeah, because they're selling a lot of wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the way they cover it. And it you know. may be that the amount of price reduction is equal to the discount. Yes.
0: Just but that's just what clarifying I was my
1: point there in the Just original. clarifying. Just want to make sure we don't get sued. <sighs>
0: Always going to get
1: sued, Paul.
0: (laughs) All right. That's it for questions for now before we get sued. Uh, We will have more in a bit. Uh, No more questions. Yes. But instead, we're going to just make fun of some really horrible wine writing. Excellent. All right. So uh, we're going to get sued by by some wine writers now. Um, Well, no, we're not because we're not going to use their names.
1: But we have a couple of good examples of some really horrible wine writing. Okay. Can I start? You should. Here's one: a good blast of black cherry and cedar in the aroma is followed by rich grapey flavors on a moderately firm, fine-grained, developed but hinting at sweet texture. Okay, so first of all, I, I, there are one, two, three, four, five, six hyphens. Yeah, in that's
0: there. a well. It's and moderately firm actually could go in there. So that's like the, half of that description is um, is a uh, one clause. Is one, all hyphenated. Yeah hyphen, 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 Well, it's hyphen. actually descriptive. So it's actually a noun clause because all those words uh, mo- modify
1: the word texture. Texture. Yes. Sorry right. for the grammar question.
0: Uh, the, my my point, point being, dear God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like, after all of that, it's rich, grapey flavors. Yeah, grapey flavors. There right. you yeah. go. Wine tastes like grapes. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. You'd yeah. think they make it out of grapes yeah. or something. Yeah. I,
0: like the, I like the grapey flavors. That's, that's really good. <laughs> it's followed by rich, grapey flavors. In a moder- and a moderately firm, fine grain, developed, but hinting at sweet text. Developed, but he
1: at sweet doesn't is not a butt either. Firm, fine grained butt. I, may, maybe they put the hyphen in the wrong place. <laughs> maybe it's a firm, fine grained <laughs> butt. <laughs> uh, put okay. that on the wine bottle. All right. <laughs> I Nick, think it's your s- turn. Trying to get
0: a suit again. Um, <laughs> All right, this one is this is not your average red be- blend because it has outstanding concentration and multiple layers of layered dark fruit flavors and cedary minerality. That one's for you, Paul. Oh yeah. With spicy nuances as well as richly tan- a richly tannic texture. It will par- pair well with a
1: lamb chop. <laughs> <laughs> Best after 2020. This is not lamb chop by Sherry yes. Sherry Lewis. No. no. I okay. but,
0: you know Suggesting a pair layers food. of
1: layered fruit,
0: yeah. Layers of layered fruit. Well, well I gotta go good. back to the lamb chop just because it just seems like a, it's just silly questions. to <laughs> pair best with lamb chop. What kind of a lamb chop? I don't know,
1: but yes, well, and I and I do like the cedary minerality because, yes, of I, course, I knew cedar. Later. Is wood <laughs> is a wood is a tree is vegetable it's a, and it's a, a vegetable mineral. mineral
0: yes vegetable was animal vegetable mineral apparently <laughs> this writer never played that game yeah,
1: apparently not twenty yeah. questions and there yeah
0: I was like this is not your average red blend because it has outstanding concentration really right I mean yeah what,
1: the, so you it, could say
0: something more than that yes and he's sort of implying
1: that the average red blend isn't very good right um, which would come as a huge shock to most of the people who make red blends for example in Bordeaux
0: yes which is of course all red blends well you know you know why they're they're not very good though the others those I'll bet none of those Bordeaux wines have
1: cedary minerality I think those Bordeaux wines do have cedary minerality I think that's one of the things they pride themselves on I think in fact on the back of every label of Chateau Margot it says we pride ourselves and, and, on our cedary minerality and they do have layered layers, <laughs> layered layers. yes all right we're talking about chickens there huh? <laughs> all right uh, let's, before we get too silly
0: let's take a couple more more questions? too late for that yes all right well we'll try to be not too silly on the answers so our next question and by the way uh, one more reminder uh, facebook instagram twitter our website those are all great places to send us a question yeah or if you stand and shout it into the wind we will know we can hear you we can hear it uh, so this is from melanie in vacaville and this is a really good question okay. would restaurants prefer that we buy glasses or a wine or a bottle and, huh, well, yeah, okay. It's, it's, uh, the, well, I'll tell you first that the winery, the owner, the people who made the wine would prefer that you buy it by the glass. They prefer that their wines are on the by the glass, not necessarily you in, as one, but, but the restaurants serve it by the glass because more people get exposed to it. And, right. And so it's, what it's, you're
1: really talking about, though, is how they'd rather sell it. It's not necessarily how they care how the consumer buys it.
0: Well, the wines generally buy the glass. Generally, generally, they'll make a buck or two more as they go.
1: Possibly a little more. Um, it's, it's slightly more complicated because they may throw out the tag end of a bottle from time to time wineries love being on the buy the glass just because it lets a lot of people try their wine that wouldn't normally try it well and the other part of it is is that people there's a and i've seen
0: i've seen some numbers on this i don't know how true this is but there's the numbers i had seen is that people have a tendency to experiment with buy the glass where by the bottle they tend to buy a wine they know right
1: so if you're the winery and you're on the buy the glass list there's a Better chance people will discover you. Making new friends. Yes. Making new friends. Now, as to whether the restaurant prefers whether you buy glass, buy the glass or buy the bottle, I don't think they care. I think they'd really like you to buy wine because a restaurant knows that a customer who has a glass or two of wine. Or a table that shares a bottle is always going to have a little better time. They're probably going to say, "Oh, what the heck? Let's sure let's take a look at that dessert menu." All of the sorts of things that restaurants want because they want bigger sales, but they also want really happy customers. Yeah. Well, that that part really goes to the end of it. And just in terms of volume of
0: wine, uh, for lots of reasons. I mean, there, one of the things that we know about restaurants. and some of you put in a lot of restaurant lists over the years and, and work with restaurants on their wine lists. One of the things. That we've always sort of knew was that if you got a slightly larger group, you want them buying bottles of wine because they'll buy more. Sure, they will generally, sure. you know, the like one, they'll go through it more. When you have a couple, often you want them buying glasses because they right. will buy more, unless but also because they'll taste different Unless wines. it's Rick. Unless it's me. Well, I'm going to buy buckets. I buy by the bucket. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> different thing. I go for the buy the bucket program. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, but but it was the, the – the, a lot of the restaurants I work with, they, they were always operating in, under the theory that um, that you'd try more of their wines. The downside is what you said earlier is that if you got that little bit left or that red right. at the end of the night or you, you know, you got to put it – For two put, days,
1: it's been in there. Nobody's ordered that last glass of red wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and often so that there there is that. Um, yep. But um, but that's a good question, and it really is a complicated answer. I'm not sure if we actually I don't think, think we, about, we answered yeah. it. So I well. think that we did our usual job there. Sorry, Melanie. Oh well. All right. This next one is from Edward and El Hills. Uh, we'll try to do that. This is actually easier. <laughs> he says, "Why do I care about pH?" I see some writers, and that's almost all they talk about.
1: Well, um, Edward, I'm going to tell he you, you don't, don't care about pH.
0: <laughs> yep, that's our answer. You yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, any wine writer who talks about pH in a column for consumers is hopelessly misguided, and he really needs to just go sit in a corner on some velvet for there a while. Are, yes,
0: but there are a few.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they
0: list them. Yeah, yeah.
1: In short, pH is a measure of acidity. It has to do with the ionization of hydrogen. And unless you're in an advanced chemistry class, I think we're way over everybody's heads here. The important thing about pH is that the lower the pH the brighter and livelier the wine. But, of course, there comes a point where you're drinking what tastes like lemon juice, and that doesn't sound so good. So, in fact, pH doesn't really matter. What really matters is the balance of the wine. And there are wines that could have low pH and be balanced and have high pH and be balanced. And if you're talking about pH... Go sit on some velvet. Yeah, well, you know, we we talk about acid and
0: the acidity of wines a lot, and and you know, and I was, you know you said this just not too many weeks ago about how if there's any one way you can not sell wine, if you talk want to not acidity. sell right, if you want to not sell wine to American yep. consumers, bring up. It's easy for is you it, to say, Rick. Well, apparently, I can't not sell wine because I can't even <laughs> say it. Um, but and so pH is just another measure of that. And and yeah. but the wine writers just geek out on it. Well, and, of course and, they and, do. And it isn't even a, a complete measure of acidity. No, it's not. It's just it's so you don't. So the answer is Edward. There's no reason for you, you don't to care about pH. You should care about velvet and
1: yes. and Rick's hair. Yes. Well, you know. My hair used to be velvety. Well, yeah, but now it's just shiny. Yes. (laughs) Although, if you rub it, it's like rubbing velvet up there. All right.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Speaking of silly. All right, one more. This is from Ellie in Santa Rosa. Cool. Why do wine geeks... (laughs) This is good. Why do wine geeks say vineyards are planted to grapes? Like, she's... This is her now. Insert Snobby accent. Ooh, he has 14 acres planted to Cabernet. As, As opposed
1: to... It's got... 14 well, acres of Cabernet. Yeah,
0: or for, or with Cabernet or whatever it is. You know, we, yeah. we don't say planted a to corn so much. And she says, why do they say a wine is an interpretation
1: of Cabernet? If it says Cabernet on the label, isn't it just Cabernet? Well, yes, it is. But you can't consider yourself an artiste if you're making Cabernet. Then yes. you need to make an interpretation of yes. Cabernet. That yes. makes you an artiste. Paul, you know what we're doing right now? An interpretation of a podcast, <laughs> not a very good one, and not a good. One. I'm thinking maybe yes. we were doing an imitation <laughs> yes. of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, this gets to and and I remember a friend of mine who, who was um, who had a few. Cows, and he used to say that he had four head of cattle. And I used to think, you know. Well, if he got four. You're he, trying too hard there. No, I, I love if you have four. I, I, was he, be, he wasn't being ironic. No, he, he actually, you know, he liked to talk about the fact that he had four head out on his ranch. Yeah that's not an. that's I, not I think, enough heads. I
0: think you got to get at least over 2 dozen before you start to call them head.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. I think you need to be I think you need to be talking in round numbers <laughs> in <laughs> yes. order to talk about head of cattle. Yes. And it's the same thing. It's it's the way insiders talk to sound as if we're really special but it makes yeah. no difference.
0: Yeah. I mean now and then they'll say this is a great interpretation of the grape. Okay. But you can yeah, just yeah, yeah. say it's a great wine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Ellie, it's because they're being goofy. Yes. It's that, it's that thing, the thing that we hate so much about the wine world that, and it's not all of the wine world, but that part where you feel like you somehow have to sound like you're
1: a cool insider well, or something. Th- yeah, that's right. We have a special language. And if you don't yes. talk to special language, you can't be cool. So my h- special. H- language how much is t- time away. do we have left planted to this podcast? We have. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> well, not much actually. We are. Is it? Okay. We
0: are. Uh, we're. We're, we're, clo- we're. We are. Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think of a snobby way of saying ending. We are. We are terminating this. Podcast. We are drawing this podcast <laughs> okay. to a close. Yeah, we are, we are, we're going to go. We're drawing the velvet curtains.
1: That's what we <laughs> Excellent.
0: Do. So that is another round. Did for we get talk.
1: paid mm-hmm. for every time we use velvet t- tonight? Yes,
0: we are sponsored. Uh, this Bo- podcast sponsored by the National Velvet Institute. (laughs) National Velvet. (laughs) Yes. The uh, movie. Yes. (laughs) I remember Elizabeth Taylor's purple eyes. That's all I can tell you. Oh, brother. Okay. uh, Let let us thank our producer, Devin Cortan, who (laughs) uh, did not just poke his eyes out or his ears out <laughs> listening to this and thank our, you
1: our, thank you Devin our
0: associate producer is Jerry Marin. thank you to Capital Public Radio for the studio use as always and for including us on their podcast Linus. and don't forget look for us or ask us a question at rickandpaulwine.com or on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at rickandpaulwine and if you learn anything today we hope it's cuddling velvet and drinking wine can save your relationship we didn't really say that Uh, uh, No, no. It can save your relationship with us. Um, (laughs) Heavy on the velvet. Yes. (laughs) And the wine. I'm Rick (laughs) Gushman. And I'm Paul Wagner. And remember the best wines are the wines you drink with friends. Or with us. Especially us.